Quit fucking around. Jesus Christ. He's having some kind of loneliness attack. I don't know. Really? He's like, he's a depressed. (laughs) He's a, he's a a Seattle grunge cat. Something. Yeah. Grunge cat. That's true. Grunge cat. There you go. Uh, Is is your cat a long haired cat or a short haired cat? uh, Short hair. Yeah. Yeah. So is, so is mine. Did I have ever shown you through video? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She um, is insane. I've never seen a cat jump as high as this cat. Like my cat is an athlete. (laughs) <laughs> she is a straight up jock a cathlete a cathlete there you go <laughs> that's a good one that's a great oh one. my god oh microphone with you again absolutely i yeah. i agree it's nice to be back this is uh absolutely fantastic eric yeah uh it it feels like we've been away for ages it's kind of weird it like, is weird yeah there's it, yeah go ahead the, well the, <laughs> i was just gonna say the consistency just kind of got a little interrupted and mm-hmm. uh which is you know it happens it's life well, um at least it was consistently inconsistent. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the that's <laughs> like we, true. We we were just we, gone. It wasn't like oh we're here sometimes. No, we just had yeah, to take exactly. a little break. No big deal. Exactly. Um, yeah. So um, I just want to say uh, thanks everybody for hanging in there, and uh, hopefully it was worth the wait. <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see by the time uh, you uh, shut this episode off halfway through. Um, this is episode 62, man. 62. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today is going to be an exceptional episode. We've uh, got some really interesting uh, picks this week yeah. that I'm excited to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, you can find us on all the streaming platforms. Um, I don't think I need to go over them all. Nah. Um, nah, cause I think y'all know where those of you who are, who are listening to us, I think at this point, y'all know where to find us. And if you don't, uh, shoot then, us a message on then, Facebook or Instagram. Then how are you listening to us? <laughs> right. That's a good point. Too, if you don't know how to find us, you haven't yet found us. You, you haven't found us yet. You weren't looking hard enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't really been paying attention to like the type of news that we cover, like the fake news that we cover, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple things that I found kind of interesting. Number one, did you hear, uh, I guess this happened in the last couple of days that uh, Epic Games bought Bandcamp. Yeah. I heard some folks on the internet kind of talking about that. That's yeah. Weird. I wonder what, yeah, I wonder what the plan is there. That kind of makes well, me a little nervous. What does Epic Games put out? I guess you know? that they're responsible for that Fortnite game that everyone oh. was sort of into. So, like, I saw actually Justin from the Unblessed Rest of Us uh-huh. uh, posted something about, he jokingly said, 
Fortnite or something just bought Bandcamp and he was promoting oh. the unblessed rest of us. Wow. I think yeah. it, it was one of his projects. But anyway, I saw that and I was like, what? Fortnite? A video game bought Bandcamp? <laughs> like, hmm. so that the characters pop out of the screen and just say, we want this music streaming. And then I looked at it now, it's Epic Games. Bot yeah. Bandcamp. So wow. I wonder what's going on. I wonder if there's going to be like, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if that means changes, but I bet you it probably means more hmm. money to be made. Yeah. I would guess that what it means is you have to play Fortnite to, <laughs> in order to put music on Bandcamp. Like, and if you don't play Fortnite, then sorry buster yeah you're out sorry. Of here. yeah no and you have to like be good i mean basically it's it's like um it's like vetting you know mm -hmm. it's like if you're not good enough at fortnite you're obviously not good enough at music so it's kind of a way to filter out shitty musicians you know right Cause, yeah because they would also be shitty fortnite ists is that what it's called a for fortniteist <laughs> Yeah, Fortniteist. That, that, that that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess my thing is is like, all right, so that's this is fact. This mm -hmm. isn't. I mean, we 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 did our own research here. You have to play Fortnite, right? To put anything on Bandcamp. What's going to happen yeah. to all of us that don't play Fortnite that have music? Are they just going to kick us all off? Like, get I out of here! <laughs> like, I mean, get or that what's shit out of here? <laughs> Like it, um, it would be, it would be so great if they actually sent like a voice thing to everybody. Yeah. Get out of here! And actually, what it is is it, it, it just, it happens during your music. Like when people listen mm -hmm. to it, it would just say that. They're like, get out of here! Yeah. yeah. If you're interested like, in purchasing, please tell this <laughs> artist they need to play Fortnite. Play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, there's that. So, Weird. You got to play Fortnite in order to be on Bandcamp now. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I wonder um, if they'll still have Bandcamp Fridays or, you know, I don't know. I bet you it's going to be Fortnite. Uh, play Fortnite in order to upload things on Bandcamp Fridays right. Friday. Yep, that's what that that rolls right off the tongue. Exactly. So, yeah, that's yeah. So. I would call it Friday night at Fortnite's. Yeah, Friday night <laughs> Fortnite. Presented by Bandcamp. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the people who invented Bandcamp actually went to Bandcamp <laughs> like when they were younger. I oh I've my always God. I've, I've always never wondered that. Put that together that that's what, yeah. why it's called Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I I'm just I'm curious like you know, because they might have they might have been high school saxophone players or trombonists or what's that yeah. other thing that tuba or I think it's the big symbol the gong tromboner by the way is that what they call them a tromboner yeah. right yeah okay and a, and a and a and a symbolist mm -hmm. or a symbolism <laughs> I like that that's great uh, so what what about the gong and a what? flautaist. <laughs> that sounds like a Mexican, a very delicious, delicious flauta is. Oh my God, flautas. The fried freaking tortillas with meat and cheese in the middle. Yeah, or you can have like a dessert 
cream cheese flauda. Dang. Mm. I've never had those, but that sounds very good. It's good. (laughs) Mm. Have you ever had fried ice cream? Yeah. I mean, anything that's fried is not bad. I mean, it's bad for you. Thousands of fried ice creams. I remember like when I first discovered them at uh, Diamond Dave's, it was like. That's where I made them. I worked at Diamond Dave's for um, 14 years of my life. So how do they make it? Do they actually fry <laughs> three it? Three different, three different ones, Diamond Dave's. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, uh, so here's what you do. You take a scoop of ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. You roll it in some crumbs, cornflake crumbs mm-hmm. with cinnamon and sugar in it. And then you put it in the freezer. All right. Mm. And then when it's time, you grab it with your tongs and you dip it in the grease you know, on the fryer. Mm-hmm. And then you put it in the cup with all the whipped cream and stuff. Yeah. That's it, man. I'll tell you what, uh, the classic way they used to just give it to you with uh, chocolate sauce, but then for a little while they were mm-hmm. adding the strawberry stuff. Wow. I didn't really like the strawberry stuff edition. They did strawberry and chocolate. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry and chocolate. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, is it, I mean, they do have there, I guess there are like chocolate covered strawberries. That's that true. Exist. Yeah. I've never really heard chocolate covered mangoes, but I bet they exist. Yeah. I don't, I, they probably there's, you know, there's deep fried everything. I mean, hell they have deep fried ice water at the fairs and I'm, I'm not joking. That actually exists. How does, how does yeah, that work? I, I don't know. We're human oh. beings. We, we, we have everything. We, wow. we, we invent everything on this earth. <laughs> That's, you know, true. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything there's not already we made pretty you much. Can, you can damn well be sure that it's going to exist at some point. Uh, we have it all up here in the noggin. Um. <laughs> Speaking of the noggin, uh, this actually doesn't really have anything to do with the noggin, but uh, uh-huh. I just wanted to make it sound like a cool transition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our uh, favorite person ever, Farrah Abraham. Oh, yeah. The teen mom. Yeah. I guess that uh, one of the things that uh, I found out is that uh, she's allowing her 13-year-old daughter get a septum piercing or has okay. allowed it's not All that right. she's allowing it. She has allowed. Okay. Yep. Okay. But yep. that, that's, oh, that's it. That was the news. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> all. That's the only news I know. Of. I mean, there's other things, I guess. That, no, I mean, that was something that you saw that was reported. Yes. That Sarah was actually, Abraham's daughter is getting a nose. Yes. Piercing? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess there was a backlash. There's a lot of people that <laughs> don't believe that. She should allow her 13-year-old daughter to get a septum piercing. And wow. I'm sorry, but I, I'm actually on the side of Farrah Abraham here. I don't... Who cares? Yeah, I'm on the side of uh, who gives a shit. I mean... Yeah, who, who gives a shit? I mean, yeah. who, I mean, wow, really? Someone took the time to write that and put it out and think that that was newsworthy. And I mean, is this the baby? Is this Is this the baby that the teen mom had? Is that the idea? Yeah, that's is that why everyone's it. so protective? Like they feel that, like it, I mean, it's their baby too. Well, and also just Farah's history of, I guess, her behaviors or whatever that people deem inappropriate, wow. uh, which I'm not going to 
uh, dispute some of that, <laughs> but well, yeah, whatever. I don't, it's not like I know. I mean, she's, she's an Iowan, yeah. pure blood Iowan, just like us yeah. who lives in Hollywood uh, and burns wow. sage in in uh, like hotels that she stays in. Wow. Um, yes. And I only know this because um, <laughs> from time to time, yes, I will admit it. You got me. I view teen mom once in a while. Oh, I thought you were going to say that once in a while you stay in hotels and burn sage when you're following Bear Abraham around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a stalker now. That's it. Nice. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you finally arrived at manhood. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really, no, I like it. That, that yeah. is what being a man's all about. <laughs> following be paying unwanted attention <laughs> yes unwanted attention um yeah and it is a really interesting point that you make though like why how did whoever reported this how did they even get this news like i mean is it just <laughs> yeah i guess she probably has paparazzi follow her so that's probably what it is. They followed her into the, oh my God, she's letting her daughter get a septum piercing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so that's the news, everyone. That's the um, news. Yeah. Should we mm -hmm. review, review a couple? We, we should review a couple, I think. You should go first. Okay. So y'all get to hear my voice more. <laughs> is that good? Is that yeah. good for everyone? Don't, yeah. please don't answer that. No, um, I mean, no. <laughs> well, I wasn't, I, I was talking to our audience. Oh, here. okay. I see. But you can, you can answer it. I mean, if you want to do commentary of my review. <laughs> no, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what is this guy do. talking yeah. about? Come on, guys. Seriously. <laughs> no. Who is this clown who's reviewing records yeah. and thinks that he can talk about other people making sounds that's yeah. all it is is sounds yeah he's a sound <clears throat> judge now no. <laughs> sound judge <laughs> oh man oh, sorry. You know, we took a, a short break because dan has uh 20 pounds of fluid in each and yes in each one it's being caused by the sparkling water that I'm drinking with blackberry essence. Yeah, he actually inhales the sparkling water now. Mm -hmm. So that's what yeah. you're hearing. Causes fluid buildup in the back. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Oh, man. It's Whew. it's March, isn't it? It's getting warmer out. Oh, yeah. We're Pretty soon. War we're getting warmer, all right. The record that I chose. <laughs> yeah. So it's from this artist that I found called Sewer Pope. And the name of the record is Face Maker. And uh, I found this while I've been doing this thing lately where I've been um, uh, just following. I've been checking out the tags on Bandcamp. Hmm. And so it's been leading me to a lot of interesting music. That uh, That's kind of the approach that I'm actually taking right now uh, in finding new music uh, Bandcamp's been a useful tool, or I mean, Fortnite has been a useful tool <laughs> uh, for uh, my listening experience. All right. <laughs> so, Sewer Pope Facemaker. Um, the only information that I got about uh, Sewer Pope is um, 
Well, I found him because I think I was looking up noise rap Mm. and this came up. This was one of the tags or one of the artists in the tag noise rap. Mm -hmm. Um, The only information I got is sewer Pope is from Philadelphia. Mm. And uh, to my knowledge is one guy and his name is, I might be saying this wrong, but it's Dylan McGonagall. And I assume he's a drummer, but I don't know for sure. And the reason why I assume that is because the cover is a guy behind a drum kit. So that could be him or it could be someone else. I don't know. Um, But this is a very interesting um, record to me. Um, When I listened to it, something about it just really um, intrigued me. I can't really explain um why i was so attracted to it um but basically the the it's kind of curious that this was under the tag noise rap mm-hmm. uh, this is not exactly what i would call that uh, or I, I wouldn't call this noise rap mm-hmm. um there's elements of it for sure there's elements of like some industrial stuff but it's a lot of it's not even rap. I would say what this kind of is would be more along the lines of like, maybe like a closer to like a lo-fi instrumental, almost like weird beat tape or something. Mm-hmm. Cause there are a couple of tracks on here with some guests that do rap. Um, for example, the, the second track is called knife life uh, featuring Julia Louise knife fist. I'm assuming that's who the rapper is. Hmm. Um, But it's sort of this, it's got sort of elements of like, for lack of a better way to describe it, the SoundCloud droney kind of rap. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I guess the best way that I would describe it would be like a sludgy lo-fi hip hop beat tape or something. I, I don't know. I can't, it's a hard, it's almost like a hard way a hard it's hard for me to describe exactly what it is like it just has that sort of like i guess moody feel to it at times but mm-hmm. then other times it's just really i don't know uh it's it's very percussion oriented you can mm-hmm. definitely tell it would make sense if this the artist behind sewer pope was a drummer because the percussion on this thing is really mind-blowing in my opinion um some of it is almost like jazz fusion electro type stuff. There's a little bit of horns and even some stand-up bass on a couple of tracks. Uh, but it never really deviates from, you know, what I think that one of the things I really like about it, it never really, it, it never really strays from the path of what it is like, what you know, which is just kind of this collection of just weird uh, and I don't know if it's sample oriented, um, but instrumental, like sort of noisy rap. And like, it, it's almost got this, this is going to sound weird, but uh, slimy sound to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got that gutter sort of sound to it. and And I mean that in a very like, like like what this sound it sounds like music that is made by it like the name sewer pope 
mm-hmm. fits it very well because it sounds like this could be produced by like the Ninja Turtles in their lair, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It's just got that really like almost like mutant form of like lo-fi hip hop beat type stuff mm-hmm. going on. Really, really enjoy it uh, yeah. a lot. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say about it. Uh, when I, when I heard this, I was really ecstatic about it. And, uh, I thought I need to share this with mm-hmm. Eric. This actually, right after I heard this, I immediately yeah. thought of, I need to play this for Eric. And the best way for me to play it for Eric, of course, is to make it my pick for yeah. an episode. <laughs> And uh, that so, is the best way to get me is, to listen to something. That is the best way. Force it. Force it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> that all being said, uh, what did you think, Eric? Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And I 100% agree that I believe this person has to be mainly a percussionist. And I also believe that they're a trained percussionist. Absolutely. Like, like went to school. I thought that maybe the way that you came across this was that maybe it would be called like experimental rap or noise rap or, um, you know, lo-fi rap, any stuff like that. But I don't, yeah, I agree that I would not, I personally wouldn't put this under that. I would say that at its core to me, this feels like an experimental percussion album. And that's a great way to describe it right there. And and that's great because albums made by percussionists do have a different sound. Like we talked about mm-hmm. uh, Dale Crover. We've talked about yes. lots of drummers that make music and it, it has a different emphasis and focus than other things. And this is very much there. And this, I think, explores all kinds of elements of percussion too Mm -hmm. um musically there's elements of hip-hop jazz breakbeat uh chopped and screwed glitch um Mm -hmm. all kinds of hyper pop all kinds of stuff but at its core i really feel like these are more like exercises in percussion so there's a lot of weird things that happen but i think they're in they're in the interest of moving the ideas of percussion forward if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense so what i mean is like there's one song uh called warm up and it samples the conical and this is the reason that i believe this person is trained so there's the south indian um musical tradition that is syllabic uh percussion Mm -hmm. um and it's it's a it's a mode of percussion. It's all these different beats. And it basically, as far as I understand it, is the core of uh, the the Indian music percussion. And people learn to do it with their mouths. Mm. Um, and so this song, Warm Up, samples that. And I, I've actually experimented with sampling this too. And it sounds crazy. But in reality, this track, they actually design electronic music around the conical and it's really cool sounding. Wow. Um, And the only reason I know about that is because of people I worked with at a music store I worked at that were going to school for percussion. So there's all these other elements like ratcheted percussion and things that are 
a little more in depth um, than just kind of standard electronic or experimental hip hop or and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of times where the base of a song is actually like a tom sound. Mm-hmm. So instead of a bass going boom, 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 it's a it's toms going boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting. And then there's a lot of uh, breakbeat that's played live, a lot of jazz that's played that way. But what's really cool is then they seem to take those live performances and remix them, chop them up and mess with them. And so you're never really sure if what you're hearing is live or recorded live or a live sample or an affected live part. Like it, it really is cool. But at the end of the day, it comes off as glitched out, noisy, chopped up electronic music with hip hop and jazz influences. But a lot of it to me really was like, just a celebration of percussion and what percussion can be. I ended up really liking it a lot. At first I was like, I don't know. It just sounded kind of like um, modular synthesizer music, which obviously I love, but at its core, a lot of times, if you don't like modular synth music, the the common refrain would be something like, I can make that on GarageBand in 20 seconds. And it took you two hours to plug in all those little cables right like it's like percussive at its core because it's triggers right sequences and so that does come through on this album but i do think it's thought about a lot more than just letting a machine run or whatever and so absolutely it it's a cool record i think that anyone who likes the stuff that we mentioned is really gonna like it i do think it takes it to another level yeah, I I guess I didn't get as much of the, of the slime feeling. I I think it's but, um, I think it really is because I'm a Ninja Turtles fan more than anything. <laughs> I think I think I honestly think that that's why I felt that way about it. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I I liked how I I I liked the the feeling that it it sort of sounded far away. A lot of it. It's not what is crisp is really crisp, and what is not is really lo-fi and it's, exactly it's a really nice combo so, it really is it yeah is. nice um all right man so, so yeah my pick actually kind of works with sewer pope i don't know it how really we does. always keep doing this but um <laughs> like sewer pope seems to wear crocheted uh ski masks um and mm-hmm. so does my band Buck Gooter. Yes. No, yes. they they do seem to wear masks. I have no idea what's going they on. They do. They do. Um, but yeah, Buck Gooter is what I chose. The record's called Head in a Bird Cage. And I think it came out just now. Yeah, it's no it's, last year. I, well, I think last it was 2021. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So fairly new-ish. Uh but yeah, Buck Gooder is Terry Turtle. Um, Terry Turtle does guitar and vocals. And Billy Brat Brains Brett um, does vocal theremin drum machine electronics there from Virginia. Um, the only way I can really describe this is post-industrial 
no wave. I don't know. It's really hard to put a label on this. And it's not because it's so whacked out. It's because it's so in, in this space, like it perfectly fills in this one space that is so specific that I can't even describe it. If that makes any sense. I don't know. I, like I said, that's, it's kind of a hard one. Yeah. The first track opens and it sort of is like a, um, be my baby kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it's all messed up. It's all distorted. The timing's screwy. Uh, I don't know. And it just kind of goes from there and we never really get a foothold on what we're hearing. Um, so I'm just going to read a list of things that I thought it reminded me of because unfortunately I would love to give original thoughts and have that be some sort of explanation for what music sounds like, but I just, I can't do it. I have to mention other bands so that you guys get a sense of what it sounds like. So it does have uh, elements of traditional industrial, like really traditional, like Einstein de Neubauten and early ministry, um, Cabaret Voltaire, like real early stuff. Um, even current 93 at times with how minimal the arrangements are. Definitely a huge goth influence, um, Christian Death and Bauhaus specifically come to mind. Um, but then also elements of no wave, uh, especially birthday party, uh, tuxedo moon with kind of how the bass and drums sound suicide, but mostly what it reminded me of was, uh, JG Thurwell slash fetus. Uh, I don't know, Dan, if you've listened to much fetus, a little Um, bit, but basically, uh, my understanding of fetus is. I don't know. Somehow it's swing music, but it's industrial. <laughs> right. <laughs> with J.G. With Thurwell kind of just yelling over it with lots of heavy percussion. Um, and that's sort of how this is. Tons of heavy percussion. Um, a lot of yelled vocals. I wouldn't say there's a lot of singing necessarily, but it really works. It's stuff that you want to yell along with, you know, like like some of that older uh, industrial stuff like old ministry. You don't sing anything, you know, like skinny puppy. Yeah. Maybe there's a few parts where you can sort of sing along, but that's not really the point. This is really sort of that crux, that, that, that moment where the nexus where all these things sort of meet and there are moments of really pure aggression involved in it. I don't think it ever comes off as like actually aggressive. This isn't heavy music this isn't angry necessarily but it is noisy and it is loud and yeah all i can really say is you should check it out i think it's really cool and i also thought this one was really fun even though everything i just described is absolutely not fun but it comes off as fun it's at least self-aware you know i just really enjoyed it and i i i I don't know hopefully dan you have some other words that can be used because all i really did was list a bunch of bands but if you like that list of bands uh, I think you would really like this. So what do you mm-hmm. think, Dan? Uh, yeah, I thought it was amazing. Um, quite possibly one of, if not my favorite pick that you've ever picked on the show. I, I really like this a lot. This is, I listened to it three times um, mm-hmm. because I was, the first line that I write, I wrote in my notes is, 
have no idea how to describe this. Yeah. Um, but then I started thinking about it. Otherworldly and alien hmm. are two descript, like, I guess, what do they call them? Descriptors. Yeah. And I would say that, especially that first track, sounds mm-hmm. very otherworldly to me. Like, almost like majestic. Like, it's yeah. very new wave, industrial, punk, goth, like you said. The production is very dense and foggy at times. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it really honestly sounds like I'm driving through like a forest at night yeah. and I can't see in front of me like almost like you're boxed in, you know what I mean? And in all the best ways, sometimes it's got the uh, sort of a dark twang sort of Mm -hmm. reverb element. I'm assuming that that's probably where the fetus JG Thurwell element that you were kind of talking about. Like I've never really listened to fetus. I have heard JG Thurwell stuff. Like I know he composed the soundtrack to the uh, venture brothers show. Yeah, and Super and Jail, I believe. At least Super Jail, yep. Credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's also collaborated with the Melvins, who are, oh. of course, one of my absolute favorite. But yeah, th- this is amazing. Uh, it, it really just kind of, there's a theatrical aspect to everything that they seem to do. Like you were saying, they wear the masks and everything that mm-hmm. I find very appealing. I really like the production of it. Mm-hmm. I definitely hear the drum machine thing. Sometimes it kind of reminds me of like the music of Twin Peaks or something, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, all of those bands that you mentioned, I definitely would have to agree with. I hear I hear some swans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, sure. I hear some skinny puppy. The, mm-hmm. the drums are almost ridiculously uh, gated at times, mm-hmm. which I yeah. think is really cool. And yeah, Bajas. Absolutely. I heard a lot of that going on. David Lynch in general, mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails, um, Skinny Puppy, things like that. Another real to me, especially mm-hmm. in the voice, because you mentioned the shouted vocals. Mm-hmm. To me, another like reference that I would say would be Big Black. And the oh, reason yeah, why, for sure. The, yep, the reason why point. I say that is because I think that the vocalist. The main vocalist who, uh, what's his name? Between Terry both? Turtle. Actually, Terry Turtle. Terry, Terry Turtle and Billy Brat Brains Brett. Okay. <laughs> they both love do those vocals. Names. Yeah. Okay. I don't know which one it was, but when he shouted, sounded mm-hmm. almost eerily identical mm-hmm. to Steve Albini to me. Yeah, that's great comparison. I didn't even think of Big Black. I no. think I, I think Big Black... And I think they probably wear the big black influence on their mm-hmm. sleeves. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I would say. So yeah, if you like industrial music, if you like uh, dark Gothic twang at times, if you mm-hmm. like horror and if you like noisy gated drums, I think you'll like yeah. this. So nice. this is absolutely, absolutely yeah. amazing. Thank you for picking this, Eric. Yeah, I think that first track uh, Nailed to the Cross oh, is man. probably one of it's, the best tracks I've heard in a really and, long time. And I it really sets, loved it. It sets the tone for the record yeah. perfectly and I would have to say yeah. it's my favorite track on the yeah. entire album. And it's funny because like I was saying it has like an older rock and roll kind of feel to it and it doesn't really reoccur throughout the record but it sets no. the tone for you to know that that's in there somewhere yeah 
And that that's cool. That that's really how the record works for as overt as the sounds are. I think the environment's really subtle. And and that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. So cool. So that brings us to an Iowa. Is this this is an Iowa City band, right? Eric? It is. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we're gonna talk about Blast Choir. Blast Choir is an Iowa City band. They just put out an EP. It was released last month. I know the bass player, Corey Houchins Witt is his name. I met him while I was working at a music store. Uh, he would come in to take his kid to drum lessons. So we started talking, realized we got along and had a lot in common. And so we stayed in touch, even though I left that job. And he was always talking about, I have this new thing coming. And then so it surfaced. Here it is. On this EP is Corey on bass. And Jeff Caps does the vocal and the guitar. Joining them live now is Scott Wittenkeller on drums, but he's not on this EP. This is a drum machine. Honestly, I didn't even realize. Whoa, wait, I, hold I on. Right? You're, th this, that was a drum machine on this yeah. whole EP? Yeah, only the oh last track, uh, So Sound, I think it's called. That's uh -huh. the only one I noticed uh, having a drum machine. And I liked the sound of it just fine. Wow. But the rest of it, yeah, I didn't realize that. So I can only imagine with a live drummer that it's um, even more effective. So there's, I think there's a huge Descendants um, influence here, especially in the bass playing. Um, it's right out front and it sounds great. Um, but also we get into some Husker Du, I think, big time. I would say the seven seconds uh, record soul force revolution specifically, but some of the seven seconds, more punk stuff as well. The replacements for sure. And maybe into even just some more college rock stuff like REM. Uh, it has some songs have a little bit of that sort of, I don't want to say cow punk, but like a certain earthiness to it that was happening mm -hmm. in the 90s, especially in like Athens and, and places yeah. like that. And it's just a really good cross-section of this old school college rock with classic punk rock. Some slight elements of hardcore, maybe, uh, but hardcore in the sense of like the misfits or something, not not necessarily, you know, like the Cro-Mags or something. So right. I really enjoyed it. I thought the songs were really well written, mm -hmm. really well performed. I like the recording. Um, it has a lot of uh, clipping and distortion and low finest to it, which I think it was definitely on purpose, but I think it, it works really well too. If this was super clean, I wouldn't know what they were going for as easily. And so I think it, it works really well. Yeah. I hope that maybe they're setting up some shows or they want to play because I would, I think they could be on just about any bill honestly, and fit in just fine. I mean, across the board. And it's not because they're super accessible. It's because it's super well done. It's thought out, well played, and um, just really good. And it's music that you don't hear happening all that often anymore, at least at this sort of caliber. So I would say definitely if you like the replacements and the descendants, who's Gurdu, then yeah, you should definitely check this out. And actually, while I was listening to this, I was thinking of our shitty friend Chuck. I think he <laughs> would like it a lot. 
Um, uh-huh. Our friend Tim, I think, yes, would like absolutely. it a lot. And I actually thought, well, I think Dan would like this too. So yes. Yeah. what do you think, Dan? Yes. uh, Everything you said. I mean, I can't add too much because you nailed it down. Like literally everything you said was in my notes pretty much. (laughs) Uh, You know, it definitely has that nineties college alternative rock sort of like element to it, but there's also other things like, there's a little bit of almost like a shoegazy element, which mm-hmm. I think is because of the low finest. Yeah. And to me, and this is, this is a compliment, a lot of early REM influence. Yeah. Maybe a little bit heavier, but I actually mm-hmm. think the singer sounds a lot like Michael Stipe and yeah. in, in a lot of ways. And, but he, he has his own style as well mm-hmm. and compliments what the, this band is doing perfectly yeah. yeah i definitely heard the husker do sonic youth early rem i mean replacements they mm-hmm. obviously wear it on their sleeve i mean the song favorite nine mm-hmm. is literally an homage to the song favorite thing right off of the album let it be which is possibly my favorite replacements album mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know that's a debate that i can never seem to win with myself what <laughs> replacements album i like the best I don't know how into the replacements you are, Eric. I've listened um, to Tim about 30 times. Okay. And I've listened to Don't Tell a Soul five times. Okay. That's that's literally the extent. Okay. So you've you've never actually really delved too deep into the mats. Sounds no, like. I've never really been a huge fan of them. No. Okay. I I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. I know people mm-hmm. who are huge fans, like for example, are horrible friend chuck mm-hmm. our enemy chuck yeah um so you probably didn't know you didn't realize that favorite nine was a uh, homage to favorite thing i didn't nope okay no. i could be wrong but i don't think i am yeah <laughs> uh that has to be an homage to yeah. the replacement i'm sure it has yeah. to be mm-hmm. um and i love that i love it when people do homages to things Mm-hmm. like tributes to things, but do it in such a way where they include it, like in their songs. It's excellently executed. And I just think cool. it's super smart how they kind of included that in the song favorite nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that a blast choir, this, this, this was a blast. Yeah. And I bet that singer could sing in a choir. There you go. Easily. So wow. blast brought choir it, brought 100%. it all together, <laughs> brought it all together. And I'll tell you what, I agree with you, Eric. These guys live, I bet, would be a blast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do you see, you see what I did there, though? I did. I I I, okay. I I heard it. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I mean, that, the seeing blast choir would be a blast. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Yeah. I'll, I'll edit it, so that's my response. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I guess it's a good time to mention to folks that after we took our little break, we decided that we're going to cut back just a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and do this show bi-weekly, which has always confused me because that seems like twice a week. But what it really means is once (laughs) every other week. Yes. And that's okay. I think it'll give us a little more time to goof off and- uh, Talk. And I think it's also yeah. safe to say that it might not be exactly on the schedule that you're used to as well. It yeah. might not 
arrive on Thursday right. at say like four 30 every, yep. every week, you know, just, just for the integrity of the show and our ability to keep making a good product. I think we had to just pull back just a little bit. And, and also the long, yeah. a long story short, some things happened. I, I some medical stuff regarding, you know, uh, one of my family members and things like that. And so that plays into it as well, a little bit. Yep. So we're going to go to a bi-weekly schedule, at least for now. And, and that may be, may change too. I, you know, like, I don't know, just, uh, just deal with it. I don't know. Not in a mean way, not in a mean way, just in a bear with a sort of way. Like my, my intentions, my personal intentions, I don't know about you, Eric, my personal intentions is to, maybe eventually go back to every week when yeah. we decide we can handle it. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. But mm-hmm. as for now, we're, we're going to cut back to uh, bi-weekly. So the reason I bring that up now though, is because I'm going to tell you the shows from here until eternity, eternity, uh, two weeks from now, instead of mm-hmm. just one week, I'm going to give you what I got for a couple weeks. So, with that being said, I guess I can get into it, huh? Um, I think you can. All right. So uh, Sunday the 6th, this is at Lefty's Live Music. It's Uncured with Versus Me, Sorted, Americature, and Orphic Illusion. So that's hmm. at Lefty's. Um, Monday night, uh, River City Collective presents Real Friends, Magnolia Park, Eugene Levy and Bouquet. That's going to be at the Village Theater, which is a really cool place. That's where the Modern Life show was. And it's um, a pretty nice place to have a show. So it is an awesome place. Everyone should go there. Let's see. Tuesday, the 8th at Wildwood. Um, I don't know which of these are local or if they are any local, but anytime Sepultura comes to your town, you should tell people about it. So Sepultura and Sacred Reich, what? And Crowbar, what? With Art of Shock and Dark Agenda. That is a pretty ill show. Guys. That's happening at Wildwood? At Wildwood, Tuesday, March 8th. Holy crap. 5 p.m. I assume, yes, all ages. Most Wildwood shows are all ages. It's $25. But I got to say, that's that's a crazy lineup. It is. Um, yeah. yeah. So also on uh, March 8th, Tuesday, at the Trumpet Blossom Cafe, we have... Davis and Verpoli. Um, hmm. They are from Kansas City. Uh, I have Lex Leto and the Christine Burke Ensemble. I believe our friend Justin might be playing with that ensemble. So okay. that's cool. Um, Trumpet Blossom. Okay, so Wednesday the 9th, the new Primals. Uh, that's n- noisy, disjointed punk from Minneapolis. We have Death Bag, which is Chris Wersema and Gabby Vanek doing their bassoon and noise combo. And we have PSYOP, which listeners of the show, we don't need to tell you much more about PSYOP. They're sweet. Um, and so that's at 
Purgatory. Um, that is a house venue. So if you want to ask me about where it's at, that's fine. I think you could check out PSYOP or Deathbag or New Primals and get the address there. Um, or, you know, ask a punk, as they say. <laughs> Let's see. So now we're to Thursday, March 10th at Gabe's Oasis. Minor Moon. They're from Chicago. I don't know what they do. Warship. They are from Iowa City. And as far as I can tell, they sort of have a rotating uh, list of members. Um, but I think that Anastasia Blue is the main person in that. Um, I've heard only little clips on Instagram, but I really think they're cool. Um, and then we also have Sean Tyler. Looks like a indie rock artist from iowa city so that's at gabe's on thursday the 10th okay wow right am i joking now it's <laughs> friday the march 11th at lefty's live music uh we have some kind of nightmare more cheese the getaways joint pain so that sounds cool um i think think most of those are of the hard rock persuasion so if you like that stuff check it out at gabe's oasis we have a crazy ass show it is shining realm which we've reviewed on here mm-hmm. maze louisiana drifter which i haven't seen um but it's like uh, a sludge swamp duo and i think they're cool um and we have up on the hill which has former members of dark family. So hmm. that's interesting. Hmm. Um, I wonder if up on the hill is a reference, a ween reference. Um, that's a anyway. good question. Uh, so that's a sick ass show too. All right. So here we are Saturday, the 12th at the gas lamp. We have, I can't believe these shows guys. I I'm serious. Like for all those weeks, there was a severe drought. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a flood of shows. Um, gas lamp, March 12th, deterioration, traffic, death, and dryad. Come mm-hmm. on, man. All right. Uh, at the trumpet blossom that night, the 12th, we have Wave Cage and Alex Rush featuring Caleb Rainey. So I don't know exactly. It looks like a lot of it is sort of RB based. Uh, Wave Cage, I haven't seen yet, but. It's a jazz fusion kind of thing. So on to Sunday, the 13th. Now, this is at the Raccoon Motel. Cloud Rat with PSYOP, Everlasting Light, and Smokefall. Closet Witch was on this show, but they are going to be taking a break from shows for a while. So Mm -hmm. uh, still an amazing lineup, like really amazing. So you all should check that out. And then the 15th, this is the last one. I hope you guys wrote all this down. Um, mm-hmm. This is at the gas lamp. It's uh, summer, like the season, Moscow puzzles, which we've reviewed on here, and nouns. So that's a crazy, crazy amount of um, wowzers. You guys, yeah, to to. that's a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so. I want to go to a few of these, but absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
I saw where Moscow Puzzles was recording at Flat Black. Yeah, too. I saw a post about that too. Pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. And also, uh, regarding the Closet Witch situation, I want to wish Alex, Chris, their guitarist, um, as quick of a healing process as possible, man. Yeah. He's going through some really tough stuff. So, yeah. Send your thoughts his way. He's a good friend of the shows. And Absolutely. as is all of Closet Witch. Yeah, great people. Great people, inspiring people. And yeah. uh, you, can, you can look it up on social media as both the band and Alex have posted the details. So I'm not going to get into it here, yeah. but he's going through a lot of a lot of stuff right now. So yeah, send your wishes to him, man. Yeah, yeah. And when they come back or when the record comes out or whatever, support them. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're, they're great people and they deserve uh, love and support. They do. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Man, what a lot of shows. That's, I know, right? There, there's so many of them that I want to go see. And I, I haven't been to a show since shows start, started making a comeback. Yeah. I almost feel like we need to start posting our show uh, calendar somewhere so people can keep all this straight but I you know, know we we could even like maybe do that on instagram or facebook just be like hey here's yeah. a show calendar is sort of like a resource or whatever yeah. you know i'll look into maybe how to do that i don't know i'm yeah i'm not too bright at this stuff but i can do the research and figure it out <laughs> yeah do your own you know, research you man. don't have to be smart if you can learn that, that's, no, what I, that's, that's what i say <laughs> if you can learn you don't have to be smart. Yeah. that is one of the smartest things i've ever heard eric i love it love it uh, i just made it up but i'm yeah. gonna live by it now you know i i like things that are made up i don't like yeah. real things hell no real things are <laughs> for suckers yeah real things i do like one real thing and that's that faith no more album oh yeah that's a good one except that's a for good real thing wipe my butt and piss me <laughs> yeah there's a lot of juvenile parts i can on it. never get over it the rest no. of the album i'm into but that line especially such a cool pretty song it's like come it on, is it man. is and also like i mean let's face it they're there were some cringy parts in Mike Patton's <laughs> rap at that time, you know, like yeah. rapping, you know, like, there's some you know. rapping. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, that does kind of get lost a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it is a record of its time, but it's yeah, really, really good. It is really uh, good. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite FNM record, but it's, yeah. it's really good. It's the first, it's pretty much the trend. One of the transitional records where, I'm that I made from like hair metal to yeah. like, I guess you could say alternative music or whatever. Yeah, I think it did that for a lot of people. Good I stuff. think it really did. It and Anthrax's Attack of the Killer Bees. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For me, Danzig was uh, one of those. Mm. For sure. The first album. Yeah, big time. It's a great record. Oh man, I've I've listened. I I love Danzig so much, and mm. I don't even care. I know everyone hates him whatever i like danzig so so much i like danzig (laughs) so much i am actually going to change my last name from or to zig uh how much does that cost because i will pay for that (laughs) you'll 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 pay for that yeah hey uh it's my co-host dan you know i'd have to say it on the show i'd have to be like oh and i could change my name to airy vaughn yeah oh airy vaughn and danzig (laughs) danzig (laughs) let's do it 
the best thing that I would, uh, the one of the main reasons why I'd want to do that is like, you know, we always have this annual or Christmas gathering. I just want to see like the Zig family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> and, do you, you not know, be allowed at the or family Christmas anymore? The Zig family if you were Christmas? A Zig? I don't know. That's a good question. They'd be like, beat it, Zig. <laughs> Get this out of only, here. This is only for oars. <laughs> no cookies for you. Us family members are very serious about our cookies. <laughs> During the holidays, anyway. Oh, man. I want to make some Danzig cookies. Yeah, that would be so Like good, Danzig skull it? cookies? Yeah, the skulls from the first album. Oh or or even the Misfits skulls. Yeah. That would be so good. Danzig yeah. cookies. Oh, my gosh. Okay, if, just... any, if any listeners out there are bakers, please make me some sugar make cookies. Some... With the <laughs> Danzig, Danzig sugar skull cookies. And the Misfits skull. That's great. Oh. Mother... Tell your children not to eat cookies. Yeah, eat cookies. They're bad for you. I'm serious, though. Does anyone? Yeah, no, that that would be fantastic. Danzig cookies. I'm sure there's bakers out there. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So, basically, (laughs) what we got is it's the end of the world and we need Danzig cookies. So, yeah, that's it. That's all we needed. yeah, Yeah, I think that was a successful episode, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure everyone's feeling glad and grateful that they they waited for us. And oh yeah, thank you for listening to our 60 second spectacular, the 60 <laughs> second episode of Accelerative Thrust, and the first episode of Serious Shit, Serious Shit with yes. Erie Von Whitaker and Dan Zig. Dan Zig, yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, before we let you go though, uh, just want to remind you if you want to shoot the shit with us, you know, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, leave a comment, Mm -hmm. do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And we will see you next time we decide to come out of our shells. Yeah. Whoa. Another Ninja Turtles reference. Another Ninja Turtles reference. (laughs) Uh, They're going to keep coming too. I guarantee it. So everyone have a good day, night, week, whatever it is when you're listening to this. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. You nailed it. That was perfect. (laughs) Have you ever had fried ice cream? No, no, that's bullshit.